Check one, two, one, two. It's your boy Tech Supreme. I am back with episode two of Rent Free with Tech Supreme. I hopefully got the lighting a little bit better. You have to deal. You have to work with me a little bit. Still kind of new at this. Still kind of true at this. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, hope everyone is doing okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I just got back from vacation, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. So uh, we'll get into the details on that. Um, I've had an interesting day. Why? This is not even what I want to talk about. But why do people love Zoom calls so much? Like people who do Zoom calls, like they just draw that shit out, and they just—I feel like at some point in the conversation of a Zoom call, people just be making shit up. Like there's nothing to fucking talk about. Why are we still talking? Like what? Just literally, I feel like some Zoom calls can be done in an email, but also. Please forgive me. I am not a corporate type of guy. Clearly, right? Clearly, not corporate. They don't like that. They don't like. They don't like. They don't like these in corporate America. So I'm a little biased. But I don't know, man. I just, for me, I'm not a meeting guy. The only time I like meetings is uh, if it, if I if money is being exchanged from hand to hand. Besides that, I, I don't fucking want to do a meeting. Um, but that's just me. Uh, so yeah, episode two, Rent Free with Tech Supreme. Shout out to everyone who liked episode one. I'm actually really surprised about how many people listened to it and how many people saw it on YouTube. Now, I'm a small YouTube channel and it's my second highest video and which is not saying a whole lot, but for me, that's a lot. So any progress is progress. Uh, slow motion is better than no motion so I'm super happy for everyone who, who who checked it out. This podcast is available everywhere that you can stream a podcast now. Uh, it just got added to Apple this week. If you can, if you like it, no matter where you listen to it, uh, do me a favor. Not only do I, do I need you to subscribe to your boy, but I need you to leave a rating. Like, tell me how I'm doing. Just leave a review. Uh, just You can do the click the stars. Leave, let me know so I can know how I'm doing. That's the only way I can grow. And you can grow with me. And then we can do it together without it being weird and shit, right? Right? Okay. So, uh, you know, with the format of this podcast, Rent Free is just things that are living in my head. And what, June is this very special month for me. It always has been. First, of it's the first month of summer. If there's any happiness in a month, there's only a few months that universally, depending on where you live, are you happy in? Uh, December, right? Most part, people are happy in December. They might they might see, deal with the seasonal depression, but like Christmas, a week school off, a week of maybe work off, family time, good meal, gifts. Who doesn't fuck with December? Uh, January is a good one. It's always a, a year of like turning energy around and starting over. But then you have June, the start of summer. Now, if you live in L.A. or Florida or anywhere else in the world, this other southern hemisphere, you probably don't give a shit, right? <clears throat> June is just, okay, cool, it's warmer. But for someone who lives in St. Louis, like your boy, motherfucking um, summer is a shit. You know, we're coming off the cold. It's, 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 summertime is everything. It always has been for me. I've always because I've if I haven't lived in St. Louis, I live in New Jersey, which is fucking, that's where the expression, it's fucking cold, is brick. I, you know came out 
So I've always looked forward to June. Plus, it's my birthday month. That's a big thing, especially on a milestone birthday like I'm having this 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 month. Um, also, though, that I think is dope as fuck is this Pride Month. Now, what I want to talk about Pride Month is why I celebrate Pride, right? I celebrate Pride because I have family members, although, and friends, family members and friends who are LGBTQ+. Um, so I've always had a, a, um, love for, for that community. Always. I, I remember a story time. Um, we had went to, this is maybe, I don't know, uh, five years ago, maybe five years ago. And we were, my friend was in town before she moved uh, to LA and we were going to the Grove, which is a, a definitely LGBTQ plus area right and um we were at this place called atomic cowboy we're all having a good time now she brought somebody that i don't really rock with um but you know i I guess i kind of stomach dude but like they had a a weird dating situation and it didn't work out or whatever um but she invited him i thought that was weird dude is a kind of a cornball he's in music i won't say his name um but definitely cornball like super super cornball guy so um we're at, we're at the end of the night, and the club is closing. The Tommy Cowboy's closing. Had a good time. Everyone's having a good time. And um, dude, I, 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 I'm at the bar paying my tab, and I hear dude yell out to these three young black men. He said, y'all must see you outside. Now, he's so corny. I actually thought, like, oh, man, he must know them, right? Like, because he, he didn't even say it, like, in a threatening way because he's the softest thing this in the world. Like, he's literally the softest material in the world. So, like, he, he says, I see you outside. So, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, oh, he must know them for music or something. Dude, he's, he's an engineer, so he might, be record, he might record them. He might want to holler at them outside, right? So, I'm not paying it no mind, right? So, I go outside with my other homie, and um, I'll just tell you his name because he, you know, doesn't really matter. My homie, Charlie, he was with us. So we, we go outside, and all of a sudden, dude walks up to me, and he was like, yo, I can't stand this shit. I can't stand these. And then he uses a, a homophobic slur, and um, he's like, I, I, I can't stand it. Always trying to come on to me and stuff like that. I was like, yo, uh, yo, we don't talk like that around here. Like, that's not what we do. Now, mind you, we're outside of the front door of the venue. People are outside. It's summertime. People are outside. A lot of people, maybe 20, 30 people. So he, he, I tell him like, "Yo, check that, yo. You don't, don't, don't say that word around me." He used the f word, uh, and um, he he walked off real quick and came right back and he was like, "Don't you, don't you talk to me like that? Don't you ever talk to me like that? Don't just disrespect me like that?" So I shoved the shit out of him because at that moment it clicked on me what was happening. So what he was doing was he was terrorizing those those guys just for existing these young black men just for existing they may have been homosexual and he was in a weird like he i guess he thought they were coming on to him which they definitely weren't um so he was attacking them so once that two and two put together and with his response i shoved him and he fell to the ground stood up and everyone's like standing back like oh shit it's finished it's about to go down so he gets up takes one step towards me out of nowhere, Charlie just comes and ah, fucking just gave it to him. Everyone was like, "Oh, 
<laughs> and I was like, Charlie, let's go. So we, we, we walked up out of there. And then the dude had the nerve because he actually drove my homegirl up there. He had the nerve to leave her. So we all just, which is, it doesn't make no difference anyway. I called an Uber. We walked down the street. We called an Uber because we're grown. We, you know, you can't just fight no more. Like, you go to jail for swinging. So we, got a, we went down the street, caught an Uber or whatever, and that was that. So I, I say that to say, like, I'm always, I, I am an, I'm an ally. I, I fashion myself to be one. I've grown because in my early 20s, I was definitely homophobic. It was a thing in the hip-hop community. It still is in the black community and hip-hop community to be homophobic, which I fight as much as possible i think it's complete bullshit and um yeah like so i've always fastened myself an ally and I, I, I always will so uh i'm very i'm very celebratory for pride month i'm very happy about it i'm very excited about it uh me and my wife aaron we we, we ran across uh the 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 pride caravan parade which is great we did it we uh fell upon it last year too and um i need to do better at like remembering when it is because i'd love to celebrate it um, but yeah, so that's my thoughts on Pride. Um, I know, you know, I play a lot of video games. I play a lot of Apex Legends. And, um, over the last week, they came out with a Pride badge on June 1st, which, of course, I equipped on every legend. It got a lot of backlash, which is ridiculous. Like, as a society, we just need to do better as a whole. Because there's too many idiots running around who are uneducated and Neanderthal thinking. And, like, I, I don't know how to describe it because I don't know how they're thinking. I don't know how they, their mind can compute that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand, like, how they could come from that. I, I, they see the thing, and then they just see disgust. Like, they, they're angry. Like, why are you so mad, bro? Like, inclusion is the shit, bro. So, like, on my Apex, you'll see they have three badges, the three badge slots. And most people put their, like, awards or their stats for the game. My first one is Black Lives Matter. My second one is the Pride Flag. And my third one is Stop Asian Hate. If it has anything to do with someone who is marginalized being, like, fighting for freedom and equality, that's where I'm at. And that's it's so simple for me because it's like as a black man, I already know what that feels like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what what people coming up with judgments based off of your look feels like. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, I have to I have to stand up for anybody in my vicinity, anybody in my area. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because and I, I want people in my area that will do the same for me. So, like, you rock with me, I rock with you. You know what I'm saying? And even, like, that's just, I don't know. That's just how I, that's just how I view life. Like, you have to be strong for everybody. Like, strong for each other. You know what I'm saying? You got to love. Like, love is love, man. Like, love is the greatest thing that we have. Like, I don't know if ants can love, but, like, that's what separates us from most things. It's like that, the fact that we have a sentient, and, but we can love. Like, that's a gift, man. Like, so I, like, love everybody. Like, if you love, I'm with you. So... I go from that to this for a specific reason. Now, something that I usually argue a lot about is, and this is pertaining strictly to the black community. So, like, if you're not a part of the black community, honestly, like, I don't really care what you have to say about it. Not, it's not even an offensive way, but, like, this is something that I've noticed as an experience as a black man dealing with people who look like me, right? And there's this thing, there's this, like, ideology, that, that, that permeates through my Facebook. I don't know what other people's Facebook look like, but it definitely permeates through my Facebook about a hidden agenda by the government to force homosexuality onto the masses, which is the dumbest shit I've ever fucking heard in my life. Like, literally, there is no agenda to turn your kid 
into a homosexual. It's not. I think it's year, maybe years of trauma, years of the government shitting on us, years of an, a, a plan of extinction. Because that's kind of like what the crack, the crack epidemic was. It's like a plan to get rid of black people. Like they give guns and drugs to, to the hood. They underfund the schools. They want the black people to kill themselves. Like that's 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 for sure. But like Target, when they had the first Pride shirts, I think it was like a year or two ago. People lost their shit. Well, my kid doesn't need to see that. Yes, your kid does need to see that. It's not that they want your kid to be homosexual. That doesn't make sense. They want, they, first of all, Target just wants to get money. And they want to be on the right side of history that makes them money. So, of course, they're going to do a, a prize shirt. That makes sense. That's, that's a business decision. Um, but, like, it's not, it's not to do, the, basically, the harm is them. Like, the parent is the harm in the situation because they're the one who are teaching anti-love, like, this anti-pride hate, which doesn't make any sense. So, the problem is, you have these parents that have this thought that, like, basically homosexuality is bad, and they're, they're being homophobic and transphobic and all the phobics, and the past, and the, the kids can see that, right? So... Imagine if you're a kid who is trans or is homosexual. Imagine how that makes them feel. That's hell, right? And that's why you have a suicide rate that's 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 high. Like the 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 world is changing and we're being more inclusive and there's a lot of people mad about it. But they're going to have to be mad and they're going to have to navigate that on their own. And that's and that's what that's why it's important to 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 be prideful, to have Pride Month, to to be an ally, to advocate for the communities. That's why it's important because we have to fight that. Like, and that's a that's a thing that that really infuriates me as a black person. I was like, like I said, I know what it's like to be marginalized. So I know what someone who is fighting for their rights. I know what that's like. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I be an ally to that? So. If you can, see, if you see this, if you hear this, there's no fucking agenda. Now, I did say this. I got really mad one day, and someone made the comment about the agenda, and I said, nobody like, nobody wants your little ugly ass kids. Nobody, you're a piece of shit. So as a kid, I don't like kids. But that's a, that's a different topic. Inclusion. We have we're fighting. If you're not on the right side, you're on the wrong side, and we're coming for you. Serious, simple as that. Like we're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get this work. Uh, okay, that's the serious part that I want to talk about. There's a little bit more down the line, but you know, I want to keep this podcast to a reasonable level, so I'm just gonna move on and talk about Loki episode one. This is my spoiler-free. I'm just gonna go over it real quick. This is gonna be the best Disney Plus Marvel show to date. WandaVision was amazing. Um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was amazing. This is going to be more so for what the fans want. Like for, it's it's going to be visually Im- impressive, right? Um, Storytelling is going to be insane. I hope they they fill in some holes. I think we're in for a treat with this one. Now, I the third and fourth topic that I wrote down. One is Loki. Number three is Loki. Number four is Marvel Stronghold on me, and they go neck and neck. I. I'm the biggest Marvel fan. Like, I just, I can't help it. Like, I fucking love Marvel. I've loved Marvel since I saw Marvel. I remember there was a kid in uh, New Jersey who had a little bit more money than me because, you know, I grew up poor. And um, 
I love Marvel so much. He bought me a Marvel T-shirt. Now my mom made me give it back because she's like, you don't you don't take gifts from other people. Um, but like that's how much I've always loved Marvel. Like I was a kid, like trying to get Marvel shit, and now I'm an adult and I got Marvel fun codes all over the fucking place. I got like Marvel comic book tattoo, like comic artist like tattoo. I got Todd McFarlane on his arm. Uh, you know, Spider Man Todd McFarlane. Um, so like, there's not, you're not gonna catch me saying anything bad about Marvel. Like it takes a lot outside of the Thor the Dark World and Iron Man 3. Um but this Loki man, it's uh it's a it's it's interesting how they 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 killed off characters and gave them shows, right? So like I don't know if it, you got to know that the Marvel they know what they're doing. They know the plan like Black Widow's killed off, got a movie. Captain America's uh uh quit. So now they get a show saying what happens, and now you have Loki who was killed by Thanos in Endgame. Was it Endgame or Infinity War? And now he has a show. So I find it interesting. Like the first things that we see after Endgame, outside of Spider-Man: Far From Home, are you know these stories, and it kind of it's kind of sucks because like I feel like we we I I want to we know the ending right. Like I want to hope that. Loki comes back in the MCU some way after this. You want to hope that Black Widow, because Scarlett Johansson, come on, like she's the shit as Black Widow. Like I hope she comes back, but realistically, no, right? Like realistically, that's not supposed to happen. Um, and same thing with Vision. Even though we have the White Vision, we don't know if that's if that's going to even keep going. So, um, if you haven't seen Loki on, on Disney Plus, watch it. First episode was amazing. Uh, next episode, episode two, I think it's going to be even more amazing. I, I think it's it's all the way up and up from here. Super excited about that. And um, I don't know what it is about Marvel and the characters. I think it's the way Stanley did it and Jack Kirby did it, and like the type of characters they did, and the inclusion that they did even back then. Because the Bradley, um, uh, I forgot the last name, but the the black the first black Captain America, technically Isaiah Bradley. He was, you know, that was something that they wrote about because of the Tuskegee experiments. Like, the X-Men are literally, like, modeled after the civil rights movement. So, like, there's a lot of similarities between black people and X-Men, right? Like, the stories. So, like, I, I've always resonated. I remember I remember back as a kid, like, my dad, like, tell me about the, the Black Panther, like, comic book. And, like, I used to see some of his sketches of it. Like, it's all, like, just, it just resonates with me. Marvel has every dollar that they want from me. Not every dollar, because I'm not buying, like, the $100 fake Infinity Gauntlet. But I would. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all I got on Loki and Marvel, man. I just, I just love that shit. And you're going to probably, going forward with this podcast, probably see a lot more of that, of Marvel shit. Like, I'm going to talk about it all the time. And um, probably next week I'll get into some more spoiler stuff about how I feel about Loki in depth. Uh, I definitely want to give it some time. I don't want to just, like, rush into it and just, like, spoil shit for people who give them a chance to see it, you know. And that brings me on to my next topic, which is earlier I said about this milestone birthday this month. I turned fucking 40. Now, I, I know what you're saying. Tech, you look all of 32. I get it. Black don't crack. But in reality... And in about two weeks, I turned 40. And that's some scary, scary shit. It's scary because you've always, like, I don't know, you turn 10 and you still, like, you don't care. You're carefree. You turn 20, shit's getting real. You turn 30, shit's been real. You turn 40, though? I don't, I don't even know. Like, I'm, I'm very nervous about just saying I'm 40. But, like... 
I, I, it's hard to explain. I'm excited and I'm nervous and I'm I oddly scared. Even though this year, like this is the closest I've been to like knowing my my health, my body. Like I feel healthy. I need to lose weight, of course, but that's like neither here nor there. But like um, that that part of my life is secured in which it wasn't been like my health status, right? Like I'm, I've been a dude and self-employed, so I didn't always get checked up, but now I do. So I feel happy about that. Um, I definitely watch what I eat on a daily basis now, and I am like dropping weight, of course, from that. And I've always been in, into working out like most of my 30s. Uh, so I'm definitely going to keep that going. Um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know what to expect with the forties. I think it's going to be people telling me it's a, it's a good ride, good fun ride. So I hope that that holds true. Um, yeah, let me know if anyone who's listening to this, who's over 40, let me know in the comments, like what experiences you have with it. I remember my homie Rashad, when I turned 30, he said, uh, you know, get ready for the best years of your life. And he did not lie. The thirties were the best years of my life, hands down. Um, and then someone told me to, uh, today that you're about to have so much fun in your 40s. So I hope that's true, too. And I, I believe it to be true. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like I know myself a lot more. I've discovered myself in the last couple of years with the pandemic of things that I, I never knew about myself. So like self self growth is something that never changes. You're always going to learn something. And I'm sure when I'm 50, I'm going to feel different. Um, one of my big inspirations for doing a solo podcast is Bill Burr, and he just turned 53, like, yesterday. Um, so, like, you just have to, uh, I don't know, take every day, a day at a time, and, and learn and grow, and be willing to grow, be willing to take advice, and be willing to give advice, and turning 40. Yikes, right? Yeah, I don't even know. Um, moving on, Tef Poe, a longtime collaborator and friend of mine, uh, he just dropped a new album called Nine. I did the graphics for that maybe two months ago. Um, I haven't got a chance to listen to it because I played it a bunch on my stream, but I can't listen to music and stream at the same time. So over this weekend, I plan on like bumping it throughout the house and just like kind of vibing with it. The stuff I have heard is dope. He's like one of those artists that like will never put out anything bad. Like it's impossible for him to put out bad music. He's not going to pick a bad beat. He's not going to rap bad bars his shit has content like he still has shit has like substance he's not spitting no bullshit uh he's talking about real life shit he's been able to capture a like all the real life like nuances of like everything right and like the funny thing about tef is his political standpoints they've always been like there like even when he was like we were like struggling and we we're like trying to make names for ourselves musically he was still going down to rallies and and like mooning the kkk when they came to st louis like he's always been on that on that level so like the fact that he like puts that in his music and it's it's all it's such powerful messages i have nothing but positive things to say about tef we had a, a weird like port of time in which he didn't communicate or didn't talk or didn't deal with each other um but that like people grow and change and and come together and fall apart and grow apart and then grow back together like it's it's all good there's no animosity never was um we actually worked on some music this last year when i was working at fat buddha i don't work there anymore but um we worked on some music and i have the sessions we're going to mix them out and put out a project together in the future you are hearing it here first um but go to anything anywhere that you listen to music and this is going to be a plug i had i had nothing to do with this project outside doing the cover but i know that it's dope you know what I'm saying? He made some beats on it. Duke Rillington made some beats on it. And that's the homie. 
So go to these streaming sites, look up Tef Poe, listen to Nine, and and show some love because that shit is fire. Um, like I said, I haven't heard all of it, but the stuff I have heard has been fucking super tight. Um, so I do have one more serious topic that I want to talk about, and that's cancel culture. Uh, I hate the term cancel culture. It feels like y'all didn't give a name to your supremacy. We had to give you that name, right? Like, but like as soon as cancel culture comes up, all these people are like, "Oh, fucking cancel culture!" Like, "Oh, they're trying to cancel everything." No, no one's trying to cancel anything. Actually, they're trying to hold you accountable. If you do some fuckboy shit, you should get fuckboy consequences, no matter who you are, right? Like, and I and I'll admit. I feel like even within the realms of cancel culture, shit still be flying that shouldn't fly. You're right. Like motherfuckers can get canceled and then come right back after six months of fucking chilling. And now they're back. A perfect, perfect example. Chris D'Elia. I used to be a big Chris D'Elia fan. Another inspiration for me to do a solo podcast. Uh, but after that shit with the trying to fuck everything that moves, no matter if they're underage or not, I can't rock with you no more. I can't. Not in good conscience. Now, he's back podcasting. I tried to listen to it again. My mind won't let me. I got a hard time separating. So, like, I don't fuck with Michael Jackson because some kid says he, he diddled him. Now, he has enough money to make anything go away. He had enough money to make anything go away. But when there's smoke, there's fire. People don't just attack rich people just because they're rich and they want to come up. That happens, but not on a huge level. I know what you're going to say. Michael Jackson's huge. No, Michael Jackson is fucking crazy. You know that. You've seen what he did to his skin. He's fucking crazy. You've seen his tactics, dangling babies over the, over there. You know he's fucked up, right? You found it weird that he was with Priscilla Presley. Don't act like you didn't. I don't trust motherfuckers who get accusations to um, put on them. I don't. Because I don't get accusations put on me. I remember a conversation I was having with my friend's um, father, a friend who moved to L.A. Her father was, I was at their house, and her father was talking. And he, he, we were talking about someone getting canceled. And he said very plainly and, and, and very surely that good people don't have these things, these accusations, come up. And that shit resonated with me, bro. Like, you can't tell me now, of course, there's outliers, and I understand that, but I'm always going to, A, side with the victim, right? Because I will always, I'd rather side with a liar than side with a, a predator of any kind, right? Like, that's a blank, I'm trying to use blanket statements here, but like, say someone claims that they were raped, I'd rather believe the girl that says she was raped until proven otherwise. Um, that's just, I, I'm going to lean that way. I'd rather, I'd rather put my faith in a liar than a rapist, right? So, like, okay, I'm, it, yeah, sure. Like, give me the evidence, boom, 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 whatever. This cancel culture thing is not about, for me, it's not about, like, you can't say this, you can't say that. Like, there's certain things, like, you, of course, like, there's consequences for what you say. That's it's always going to be. Now, is cancel culture ruining comedy? I, no. It's like some things, like, you can't, you can't base your your content on hurting people, right? Like so, like you can't just like, oh well, they can't say anything. It's comedian. We're supposed to be able to go raw and go dark. You can still, but you just can't just you just can't hurt groups of people with it. You should never have been able to. You should never have been able to insult people like that. Um, Joe Rogan and his views, like oh well, white men won't be able to say anything. No, it's like 
you've had millennia, like centuries of using your voice anytime you want to, and now you're fighting back, you're pushing back because other people are getting voices. That's not how that works, bro. So call it what you want to, but cancel culture is actually good. Simple as that. Like, you say fuck shit, you do fuck shit, you get canceled. See ya. That's I, and that's why I sounded it. Now, if I do some fuck shit, I deserve it. I got it coming, right? But if I have influence and I do fuck shit, I don't deserve to have that influence. And I have been influential, right? Like, there's producer of the year award right there. I people listen to me. I can't say whatever the fuck I want. I can't be hurtful and hateful. Because then I don't deserve the platform. It's as simple as that. You, 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 you don't... You don't get to keep... That level of success... After you've proven that you're not a good person. And that's how it should always have been. But that's how it should be going forward. So... If you have... Problem with counterculture then I have a problem with you, basically. Now, my biggest, like, okay, so the, the I'll, I'll say this one part, and I'll let it go, right? Because this is how I feel about it. Aziz Ansari was up for cancel. And um, what happened in his case was very interesting because he was, with all the information came out about Aziz Ansari's date with this chick, and everyone read it, and they were like, nah, he's shitty. But... That's not the same thing, right? And I think, like, that's just how it has to be, where you look at it each case by case, and, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're platformed. You have a platform. If you get accused of some shit, we're all, like, the, and it's, it sucks that it is a court of public opinion, but you're in public. It's just, it is what it is. And you do that, and then, you know, it's the the... The public has a choice to support you or not. I choose not to support Chris D'Elia. It sucks. I listen to this podcast every fucking week. But I can't. What can I do? Nothing. It is what it is. All right. All right. On to better and happier things. Just got back from Mexico. Uh, got back. S- I'm not sure I understand. I got a new iWatch, iPhone watch too, and they don't understand. Um, Mexico is amazing. I love Mexico. Um, I'm the resort that we go to. I'm used to it. We've, this is my third time going. If you've never been to an all-inclusive resort, do it. It's a great way to relax and decompress and have a good time. I definitely got sunburn, tan, everything. And probably the second time that I got, this is, I got close to sunburn, but I didn't get sunburned. I kind of reeled it back in and got out that sun. Um, had a good time. Enjoyed myself. Ate. The food there, you, you, I, we discovered that you, we already knew this, but you don't go for the food, you go for the, the, the vibe, the beat, the atmosphere. Um, the food is what it is. It's, it's really weird that the resort had like a Mexican restaurant that was not good at all. But that's the food is not the star of the show. The show, the star of the show is the, the atmosphere, the energy, the water, the relaxation. I went there with like pains in my body, and all kinds of like I wasn't feeling like my physically self, like. 
this comes from like wearing down with workouts and wearing your body down with workouts and bike rides and all this stuff. But like a week off, I feel re- rejuvenated. I feel mentally like this is the first time I did not not do any work. Like I didn't do any work at all. Um, I may have answered two questions the entire week, um, and it was joyous. I enjoyed it. Like I was fucking chilling. I was fucking vibing. Um, I went there with uh, my wife, of course, and her friend Jeff and, and his husband Clint. We all vibed. We had real conversations. We had real talks. We had this is a good time. I I can't. I'm so grateful that I was able to go on that trip. And it was weird. They definitely had COVID restrictions. Um, I met this couple. We all met this couple that uh, from Maine. And this guy's like he has nine businesses. Obviously rich. He goes to the resorts. Him and his wife for like three weeks at a time. That was interesting talking to him and getting his and you know getting his opinion on shit and some wild shit happened where like on like the day before the last day or like the last day full day there was a huge storm rolling in and me Aaron and Clint were walking to lunch on the beach and uh we can see the storm rocket coming in and like we're right across from Cozumel so you normally you can see Cozumel but it was so stormy that you couldn't and there was a parasailer up in the sky and I turned to Aaron it's like man I would not want to be them right now and uh, so we go about our business. We go to the restaurant, and it's an open air restaurant with like an enclosure, and like water's rushing in, and like it's just crazy storm. We're inside eating, not even tripping. We see this boat in the water, and the boat is like rocking violently, and it has all people on it. It had like this roof, like this like canopy type roof, and that shit flew off. And you know, we was like, man, that's crazy. I hope they get, you know, hope they straight or whatever. So. Later that night after dinner, hours later, we meet that couple from Maine, and they're like, did you hear what happened on the beach today during that storm? And we're like, no. It was like, well, apparently a couple was parasailing. A couple from Spain were up parasailing, and the line broke, and they got pushed off into the into land, like, in the air. Like, they, that like, had, like, they was in an old shit moment. And uh, they was like, we don't know what happened to them, because, like, they wouldn't tell us the truth and we've heard conflicting stories of like bumps and bruises or then we heard compound fractures and legs but like honestly we, we would never know because the resort wouldn't want you to find that out but that shit's a nightmare like that shit's fucked up that shit's crazy and like we just saw them so that was that was a crazy uh you know realization and and i know that like visibly like visibly seeing them and watching them and saying like that's crazy to then like seconds later their shit snapped and and people they said people were all on the beach who saw it but like we were like all inside trying to get out of the rain so we just didn't look and i I don't know how i would feel if i saw that that shit would fuck me up so that's crazy yeah um so mexico just to recap it was fire i said uh in my notes i said foot thing oh what foot thing did i have in mexico oh yeah they made us sanitize our feet like you couldn't walk into any of the restaurants or the or the the lounges you had to step on his sanitizing pads and i thought that was weird apparently has something to do with like tracing tracking like trekking bacteria in but that was super weird um but all in all great time mexico is always beautiful people are always kind they're all they all like speak two languages that's fucking amazing we're trash in america we don't speak two languages um all right cool uh i want to talk about hands may tell but honestly i don't want to talk about the episode i just want to talk about the direction now if anyone if you haven't seen hands may tell you should hands may tell is dope um i'm not going to get into the story but i feel like the show is kind of trapped because the book like the first season is the first book one of those type shits and like there's not too much story to go on so they're kind of like on their own and i feel like they're they've written themselves into like a weird like 
like forced trauma show so like with no happy ending so anytime anything positive happens i'm always like all right so where's the negative about to come into play it's one of those type of shows it's an amazing show elizabeth moss is super great actress she's she's phenomenal in every scene she's in and everything she's in it's kind of weird that she's in scientology in real life but because that shit's just weird to me scientology is some weird shit um but that's neither here nor there uh, so if you haven't seen how to tell watch it let me know if you agree with me. I kind of feel like they're they're kind of fucked in their story. Like, they really don't have a good place to go. Let me know if you agree. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is Wingstop. Now, Mexico, the food, wasn't great. It was decent, but it wasn't great. So when I came home, I had a lot of cravings. And if you know me, you know I love chicken. And uh, on the way home, Jeff and Clint on their way home we're going to get Wingstop so then Wingstop was kind of in my mind so I think it was Sunday I ordered Wingstop delivery and I have to tell you that shit was fire it was so good so good that you shouldn't eat it Eh? you should not eat Wingstop not consistently it is so unhealthy for you it feels unhealthy now chicken wings not the healthiest thing to eat not the worst thing to eat, right? I think chicken wings is healthier than beef. But the level of flavor and sauce and other shit on it in Wingstop is so good, it can't be healthy. And I don't want to talk about the fries because I'm pretty sure they have sugar on it. Who does that? They're delicious. Salt and sugar on your fries. But you can't eat that shit often. You shouldn't eat it often. I don't want to shame anyone. But if you eat Wingstop once, twice, three times a month, you got a problem and you need to seek help. Delicious as fuck. You got me there. Unhealthy as shit. Delicious. Unhealthy. Don't do it. And that's my rant on Wingstop. I like Wingstop. I'm okay with once a year, once every few years. I will not eat that shit again anytime soon, but it was fire. Too fucking fire. And that's the podcast. (laughs) that's all i got a little bit longer than before thanks for listening again uh if you're on youtube hit the subscribe button hit the like button trying to grow it trying to make it something okay i enjoyed this episode uh i want to do weekly obviously i was in mexico last week so i couldn't do it then uh but episode two is here episode three will be next week and uh yeah i'm gonna like here's how i end my stream i'm gonna end it here the same way uh, everybody you come encounter with, be kind to them. You don't know what the fuck they're going through. I don't know what the fuck you're going through. Be a good person. So love. Spread positivity. Put a smile on everyone around you face. Be celebrated, not tolerated. Thank you for listening to Rent Free with Tech Supreme. These are fucking 10 things that are on my mind that don't make sense to anyone but me. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. I will see you next time. Peace. Let's in your head, rent free.